Welcome everybody to episode 42 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Guys, it's our four-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Congratulations, guys. Thanks. Four stinking yeah, I think that's it. We should probably hang it up. This is the high water mark. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't believe you. I thought you were wrong, but we checked. We checked. <laughs> Second shortest show in our history. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe I mean, I kept questioning myself as we were doing this. I'm like, no, no, it's not been that long, has it? Yeah, it's it's been that long. So for those of you that have stuck with us for four years, uh, thank you. And you have my apologies. Sincerest apologies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have a special guest, right, guys? Yeah, very special. Uh, all the way from Germany is uh, our buddy that we've no doubt talked about before, is uh, Mr. Eric Escapade from RF Generation. So, um, hi, Eric. Hi. Uh, guten Abend. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure that out earlier. I'm like, I know guten Tag, I know guten Morning, I know guten Nacht. I didn't know the other ones. So. Yeah, I, I know enough not to try to embarrass myself with German phrases, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't say anything. But yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Eric uh, is, uh, this is the second time he's been joining uh, uh, me at my house here, first time on the show. Uh, Eric came to last year's Retro World Expo, and uh, unfortunately he can't make it to uh, uh, 2016 because this is his one trip to the States this year. But I get, you know, like a message, uh, uh, email or Facebook a few weeks back said, hey, I'm going to be in town. We should try to hook up. And uh, uh, he was lucky enough to get to hang out with several different uh, RF Gen members and uh, grab a couch at a few of them. So I'll let him tell you all about that, but happy to have him. Yeah. So what's been going on, Eric? What you been doing in the States? Yeah, it's like some childhood dream with a buddy of mine, just some road tripping the East Coast. And we flew out, uh, flew in to Boston like two weeks ago, uh, got a rental car and just driving down like the southest point would be in the North Carolina in Charlotte. Wonderful, beautiful. And have you just been seeing the sights along the way? Uh, not the typical sites I see, <laughs> but we are interested in U.S. sports. So we had some Major League Baseball games, uh, an ESCO race in Dover, actually, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, and some game hunting. Who would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure we're going to touch on that. So don't worry. Well, you, well, I want to hear about what uh, what you pulled in on that one. But see, I mean, you know, it's like you've seen everybody else and the Indy 500 is coming right up. So you could have planned your trip a little bit better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, come all the way out there to the Midwest? You almost made it because this is the 100th uh, year of the Indy 500. You almost made it. Now our four-year anniversary doesn't seem that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> if we make it to the 100th anniversary, we get, we've got a whole other yeah. set of problems. Yeah, science has uh, really advanced. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants this uh, this guy talking for that long, trust me. Uh, not even my family. <laughs> what we're going to get into a little bit today, obviously we're going to spend some time talking with Eric, um, getting to know a little bit about him. We've got some great questions, as usual, then pitched to us. Um, and I've got a couple of the quick things that maybe I'd like to see if we get a chance to touch on. Um, so let's uh, let's dig right into the questions if we can.
Hey everybody, by now you know a lot about our sponsor OTC Video Games, but I'm here to tell you again about some of the great products that they offer. Big thing I would mention about, these guys really kind of understand the collector mindset. They've been involved in the hobby for a long time. They're great to work with. They make sure everything that they sell is tested and they back that with a 30-day guarantee. So you really can't go wrong. You also get to kind of pick the shipping method that you prefer. So if there's a certain shipper that you would like, no problem, they can take care of that. I'm also really happy to report that Chris from OTC Video Games has been telling me that you guys have really been going out there and using our promo code. So just remember our promo code COLLECTORCAST. You can use that on your purchases over to otcvideogames.com to save yourself 5%. Remember that OTC Video Games doesn't just sell games themselves. You can buy manuals, you can buy boxes, and if you like them on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they've been putting up pictures of some stuff that they get in so you get a chance to jump right in, see the new products. No matter where you're at, maybe you'll find a great little buy that's uh, out there before everybody else that's browsing through the website gets a chance to check it out. So make sure that you're following them on all those things. I also want to remind everybody that uh, if you buy over $50 worth of products through otcvideogames.com, you can get free shipping as long as you're in the U.S. Also, we know a lot of our listeners like to get out there and hit the conventions, so OTC Video Games is going to be making some physical appearances a lot of these. So coming up, they're going to be at Too Many Games, June 24th through 26th. They're going to be at the Long Island Retro Game Expo. That's on August 13th. A little farther out, they're going to do the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. That's in Schnecksville, Pennsylvania on December 3rd. And they're also going to be joining us for Retro World Expo on October 15th and 16th in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, so if you're coming out to see us, you can definitely say hi to Chris and uh, thank him for all that he does to sponsor the show. So again, just remember otcvideogames.com, OTC Video Games on social media. If you're going there, you're making a purchase, use our promo code COLLECTORCAST to save 5% on your order. And I want to say thanks again for OTC for sponsoring the show. So, um, all right. So, Facebook. We've really just w- had one series of questions from uh, our good friend, uh, Rusty Man. But uh, first off, Eric, you spent some time with Russ. Is that right? Yeah, he invented us to invited us to stay at his house, and I get to know uh, the two cats he has. <laughs> his, uh, very nice Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, in fact, it's Lionel because he looks like a little lion uh-huh. <laughs> and um, Penny. Yeah. Very okay. cool. And we went to a, a game shop, the one he's working for. Yeah. And I spent some gaming time with him. We did some of the Uncharted games. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. that's right. He recently picked up uh, four, and I think he did a giveaway on his YouTube channel for the uh, uh, the Nathan Drake trilogy. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, Russ is a good guy, and uh, uh, we uh, we definitely uh, are always hearing from him uh, through all of our, uh, you know, social media, <laughs> uh, Facebook, Twitter, and even just, like, you know, calls and texts. And uh, he's always on the lookout helping people find games, so good buddy to have. Russ is a lot of fun. Did you get a ride in the car, Eric? 
Yes, of course, the <laughs> almighty Mario Kart. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm curious, though. You said you came here, you know, to the States with a friend. Now, is your friend really into gaming as well? Um, he's not into gaming, but he's into watching me game. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, like, uh, he's followed the me playing the Walking Dead series of the Telltale games. Uh-huh. Yeah, and always do some racing games like Forza or... Yeah. Oh, yeah, force those good stuff. Now, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, these games, uh, and we're probably getting some of the stuff a little bit, but, you know, these games, of course, I'm sure are translated into into German, but, um, like, d- since you're bilingual, do you ever listen to, like, the other version and say, like, oh, I, I really think my native is, is a better version of this, or maybe you think, no, they really did it better with the English side, or do you just not care and you don't fool with that? I prefer to play it in English. Oh, okay. But um, it's uh, it's with the accounts that Microsoft does. If I'm in Germany, I can only I insert this CD or Blu-ray, and they would set the language to German because my account is in Germany. And if I want to have an English game, I have to put the account to Ireland or Great Britain. And yeah, you have to you have to set your account in order to listen to a certain language track on a game. Yeah, we, yeah. We, this had actually come up in the, wow. uh, since, uh, I, since I was talking to Eric and I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, this exact same question, like, you know, do you ever, you know, when you have to choose what language to do things in? And he was explaining the regional settings of the account determine the language. It's not that's like crazy. in the options. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, you know, it, that's why sometimes like, uh, and, and a lot of times like the English, you know, kind of being the original it just kind of has like more of an original feel to it, whereas some other stuff might have the feel of someone who was just overdubbing something, like as like a quick gig. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was surprised to find that out as well. I mean, I would just imagine because um, on some cases, like on some games here, you do have the option, like if it's a Japanese game, to listen to like the original Japanese vocal track instead right. of you know whatever. But I always mm-hmm. just sort of assumed that in Europe that you probably just had each version on the game and you just picked whatever it was, but I, I guess that's I can completely do this, ignorant. But I prefer the English, but sometimes you have a famous German actor like doing the the speaking voice in German. So I put it sometimes on that if I want to hear what she's doing, uh, how she sounds like. But normally I prefer English because the voice acting is much better like in the original. Okay. See, that's what I was kind of curious about. If there was, you know, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. But I mean, I didn't know when it goes to another country, do they spend money on big talent or do they just, you know, kind of get people to fill in? You know what I mean? Yeah, but there are a lot of people in German who are demanding to have it in their language. It's not like in Scandinavia where we have subtitles and the people are just okay with that. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, you know, <clears throat> Germany's a. Uh, uh, a big and powerful market, so there's probably not a reason why it shouldn't be translated, right? Yes. Okay, well, let's get into some of these questions we've got from Russ. So, um, first one here is definitely targeted right at Eric, so we'll start with that one. He wants to know how many American consoles you have, Eric. I think it's around 10, and uh, three, I have to uh, give a little shorty, a st- story about it. Okay, go I for it. I think I own a 3DO from Panasonic. Oh, there you go. Which I had to get the police involved involved <laughs> to get it. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, nearly ripped off in, in on eBay. He, the, I paid for it and the guy just wouldn't send it to me. 
And I was really angry because it was a good deal, like 15 games and a console for about 80 bucks. And so I couldn't reach him on eBay. He just wouldn't reply to me. So I go to the police and <laughs> he had really a, a desperate gamer sitting in front of him. This sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> I will find and, you and I yeah. will make you yeah, give me the 3DL. Uh, get out his address of their internal listing or so. And then two months later, I got a uh, working 3DO. <laughs> at my nice. place. The Germans yeah. are so hardcore, man. Yeah. No questions. Here's yeah, like, your 3DO. <laughs> yeah, here it'd be like PayPal, I'd be like, sorry, dude, here's your money. But here it's like, no, I'm going to get the cops on you. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you don't ship in, in, in Germany, you're in trouble. I'm sure yeah. probably a lot of people would probably prefer that here because yeah. sometimes you get some shady eBay deals going on. Nice. So, so that's cool. cool. So, so 3DO, that's that's a good one. And yeah. then you said there was a couple others that you... Then as of uh, Neo Geo X Gold. Very, very, oh, very cool. Oh. That, that newer one, yeah. Yeah, I ordered it in America, but I think I never touched it again. It wasn't worth <laughs> it. <laughs> I've heard mixed bag. I've heard that's a mixed bag, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, then the third one, it's a Wii NTSC. And I think, Chris, you know why. Because I'm thankful <laughs> you just gave it to me the last time I was here. <laughs> and now I can look out for a trauma team that I'm still looking for. Because it wasn't officially released or in, in Europe. And it's an only NTSC game. Mm. And maybe I get it, uh, just order it here and get it back, uh, shipped back to Germany. Yeah, I, Rich had told me you were looking for that, and I, I, I went through some of my contacts. I, I, uh, I told a friend of mine who organizes the expo with us. He has a lot of, uh, you know, trading contacts. I said, "Hey, put out your, uh, put out a bounty for this guy." And uh, the only thing he could find locally was a disc only, and and yeah, we we don't do disc only. So, uh, trauma team for the Wii. Anyone's got one? Out? I mean, it's not terribly hard to find. It's just hard to find like on two days' notice. I think it's the third part. The first yeah. and second were released, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, we don't huh. see that well, one very um, often in the store here either. I, I think I did a search, just like a GameStop search, because you can see if stores have it in stock, and just with my zip code said, "Oh yeah, three stores have it within a hundred miles." Oh, and it was like eighty-eight, ninety-four, and ninety-seven miles away. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, so so it's out there, but it wasn't right near us. <laughs> Oh wow, yeesh. yeah, that's not good. I mean, I, I'll keep an eye out if I happen to run into one. If you don't have one yet, we can grab one for you. So, yeah. so you're a big fan of the series that was released. Yeah, it's otherwise I wouldn't know how to end a surgery. I've done on my granddad. <laughs> his heart, uh, his heart, and arteries are still open. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and and isn't it called hospital in uh, uh, in Europe, or is it called trauma team there too? Uh... I, th I couldn't remember if that one had a different name uh, in other regions. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could look it up in the RF Gen app, but I'm oh, afraid go. to touch my phone right now because we're doing it over Skype. Good answer. <laughs> well, I'll just let you know this, Eric. If you don't happen to work it out, Amazon has the thing for $24, and I can get free shipping. So if you want to pay the $24 in shipping to Germany, I uh, would be happy to give you a copy. Brand new. So I'll let yeah, you decide what you want to do with that one. We can this. discuss that Thanks. off off air, but uh, it's always an option for you if you like. Um, let's go back then to the questions for a minute. So um, I think we, that was probably about four consoles. What are the ones you say you think you have? 
Besides the uh, Panasonic and the uh, the Neo Geo and the Wii? Yeah. You remember offhand? Yeah, it's pretty pretty much it. I have a Redfone 5, which I appreciate because I play the NTSC games without any hesitation or switch over to Japan or PAL versions. Ah, so I can nice. get all the NES games I bought over here and play them on my uh, big screen. Very yes. nice, very nice. All right, moving on to a little bit more general topics. Um, thoughts on the new Doom game? Yes, is it a good throwback? I just want to start off by saying I don't have Doom. I haven't played the new one yet. Uh, my buddy did just buy it, and uh, so I'll probably be trying it out here soon, but I haven't really had a chance to give it a whirl yet. Has anybody touched Doom? I have no plans to. Yeah, I was. I think we've talked about this uh, after they showed uh, the reveal. Yeah. I think it was. I think Krabby. I think me and you were kind of on the same boat as like, it just looked gross, um, and uh, like with the violence and everything. Like, not that I'm opposed to shooters, but like it just looked like violence for the sake of being violent. Um, I I have seen video of the finished product, and it does look like they have toned down whatever they call those like ultra kills. Like once you like get an enemy close to death, you can kind of do this you know animation where you like you know grab a horn off of them, stab it in their forehead, and then squash their head on the ground. Um, and there's apparently dozens of those in the game. Um, it I'm sure it's a competent shooter. All the reviews kind of kind of seem to point that direction. Um, looks very good. Uh, you know, it's a very good uh, show off of the hardware. Um, I just don't think it's the kind of thing that uh, that gets me excited to to play. You know, it's it's not the kind of game that I get excited about, is what I meant to say there. So, um, seems seems good for what it is. Um, just not something that I have any interest in. A ton of the people that I hang out with are very excited about it. They're, they've, nice. they've been trying to get me to get it, but no, I have no interest. <laughs> um, I uh, I wouldn't play otherwise, but since a friend. Got the PS4 copy. I mean, you know, I'll go over to his house and check it out, but probably not any burning desire beyond that. Um, what about you, Eric? Doom? Is that a thing for you? I have the big gun edition for <laughs> <laughs> PS3, but otherwise I didn't have a, my Doomsday yet. No. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious. Now, there used to be, I guess, some... Um, uh, like content standards for games in Europe and in Germany, right? Is that still a, the thing, or they just have a rating system, or how's that work? Yeah, we have uh, like it's called USK, like it's, was invented because also like games of Mortal Kombat and so. Mm. So and you have to get a a rating on that. But uh, since the latest Mortal Kombat game has come out uncut. They really have run out of options to say another game can't can't came out anymore, right? Because it's like, like once all that's out of the bag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are you gonna go? <laughs> but we have um, some cutting on games. Ah. Like it's I switched just over to a game I or two games I bought here. I like the Wolfenstein games, and for Xbox One I got it, and they are cut in Germany. Wow! Uh, because of historical reasons, obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in German, you don't play against the Nazis, actually. Really? They are referred as the regime and the wolves. <laughs> and huh. you can't have uh, like those symbols only in movies mm-hmm. and not in games. So like that iconography is not allowed in yes. certain... Yes. Uh, wow. So if you want to really get to blast at the Nazis, <laughs> you have to get the games elsewhere. 
like That's in Austria or US or UK. I can understand. I mean, you know, certain cultural sensitivities. I mean, that was, you know, pretty some horrific stuff that happened. So yep. I get that. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm, I'm glad to hear, though, that they've at least um, stopped blocking games or made, like, heavily changing them. Because I, I think that's still a thing in Australia, that they still have some games that are just blocked. And that, they yeah, don't that, get. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was thinking uh, uh, when you started talking about the restrictions in Europe and Germany is the one that you always, all like every few months it seems like uh, another game comes out and the headline is like, oh, this game, you can't buy this game in Australia. And, uh, you know, like it was like GTA 5 forever and it's like, you know, like whatever like the, you know, like the, the violent or mature game of the moment is. Uh, and then when, and then the other big news is like when one of those games is finally allowed in Australia they like have a parade for it. It's like a big deal. So, but yeah, that, that's the one region that I, that I see a lot of that news come out of is uh, for game banning is Australia. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously around the world, everybody's got some different tastes and different mm-hmm. sensitivities and, and that totally makes sense. Um, I know even here, right. There's the big controversy that keeps swirling around censoring in some Japanese ports uh, of games coming to the U.S. and some people are really upset about that. <laughs> Duke's um, got his picket sign already for Dead or Alive Extreme Three. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that was probably more of a business move than anything else. But <laughs> I mean, like cut content in the new Fire Emblem games, right? They cut content. How about so, that? That Overwatch like booty Indian shot into Cowboy. Yeah, oh, cow- yeah, yeah. Or uh, Street Fighter Five. They changed one of Mika's. <laughs> it's part of her move to where she didn't slap her butt anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, can't, pre-order canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's it. I mean, these companies have to juggle all of these things, yeah. and I mean, I totally get it. They're there to make money, and they have to learn where the lines yeah. are at, and some you cross, for, and some yeah. you don't. So, um, you guys, you guys see the you guys see the Overwatch story? No, the the uh, butt slap or the butt pose. Yeah. Yes. The butt so, pose. So there is a game called Over for you know for the retro gamers out there who don't pay attention to some of the the newer uh, shooters. Overwatch is an upcoming game by Blizzard. Actually, it might have been released already, like just this past week or maybe this upcoming week. Uh, anyway, um, it's a uh, uh, it's, it's it's a MOBA. It's a uh, uh, like a Team Fortress type game where like you pick a uh, pick a class and you know it's it's it's. It's animated, it's fun, it's goofy, it's big, it's bright, it's colorful. kind of looks like Battleborn, but these companies promise you that the games are very different. <laughs> um, anyway, so this, this character Tracer, who I believe is Australian, if you hear her talk, it really sounds like she's Australian, um, which is funny given how much they ban things. So she's just a very like jovial, playful type character. She doesn't have like you know a voluptuous shape. She's not curvy. She's just kind of like slender and athletic. But there's a victory pose where, you know, the camera kind of is, like, behind her looking up at her, you know, from a low angle. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, right in her butt. And she, like, turns around, like, over the shoulder and kind of has, like, a smirky grin and, like, a thumbs up or, like, a peace sign or something. So, Cammy. Uh, kind of, yeah. Very, very similar. But okay. fully close. Fully close. Like, like, so, to like the not neck, even. Up to the wrists, up to the ankles, right. like, everywhere. So, like, not like, even as bad as Cammy. No. Oh, nowhere nowhere near. And, like I said, like, the body type isn't anything suggestive. And, like, imagine, like, someone, you know, people who, like, ride bicycles and they have those outfits that are form-fitting, but they cover, like, their entire body? Sure. Like, that's kind of, like, what she's wearing. All right. Um, and someone complained on a Blizzard forum 
like was like oh like this this totally goes against her character type like she wouldn't do this like we like we trust blizzard not to do this kind of stuff and like it became this whole like big th- thing on a blizzard forum huh. and one of the and one of the producers of the game the first response that he made to the thread was like we changed the pose sorry we'll try better in the future really Done. over like they, and then like a bunch of people complained that they changed it. Like, whoa! Of course, <laughs> we're right? not upset about it. It's like just four kids on a forum, and then they they made a much longer post explaining, you know, like the the major reasoning why they did it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's with anything that just may offend somebody or rub somebody the wrong way. Like, if it's not going to hurt the game, every like people are really quick to take that stuff out unless you're Mortal Kombat. I get it. It's uh. It's a business. Yeah, I mean, you got to try to make money with everything. That's kind of mm. the way it goes. The uh, it's difficult though, right? Because you have to look at, it. like I just said. I mean, we, I could instantly draw a comparison to Cammy in another mm-hmm. game that does basically the same thing, and nobody says a word, right? Nope. Yeah. So oh, well. I mean, what's the the hubbub? I I don't know. Anyway, I mean, yeah. you know, you're gonna find people are gonna get offended at anything, and it's there does. I mean, sensitive there PC should be gamers. Lines. Yeah, well, you know, These console yeah, right. gamers not, have not. had butts for years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, the, the console gamers—they've uh, uh, had Soul Calibur and Dead or Alive forever. Never been any problems yeah. there. That's right. As, yeah. as soon as Street Fighter comes to PC, everyone's like, "Leave <laughs> Jiggle physics. Yeah, we've object- objectified women for years. No problem. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we're, yeah we're good with this. <laughs> oh my. Um, I'm going to have to mix in another question from Twitter with this one, though, because it's along these same lines. So let's just stick with it. Um, so at the Pocky X, so Sega Tomcast, uh, he, Tom wants to know, now that the new Doom seems to have been rebooted in a 90s style with a modern twist, what do you want now? Um, and he, he says he hopes it's not Bubsy. <laughs> but, oh, oh you, you mean like what other game do you want now? Yeah, what, what 90s game, uh, okay. maybe with a modern twist, would you like to see come back again? Oof. Can I start with mine? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Command and Conquer. I would like to see... I never played those kind of games, and that's the only version of those things I ever really played, but I had fun with that, and it wasn't insanely complicated like some of these other ones are. It was simple enough. I got it. It was fun, and it was done. I mean, I would say... That that's a really hard sell because there were four thousand Command and Conquer games. Yeah, there were a lot but, of those. But you know what could happen? You know what came back, and there weren't as many of them. But XCOM came back, and it came back on console, and it came back playable with a controller, and it came back true to what it originally was. So, um, you know, I don't think that if uh, someone put, if someone put a really good Command and Conquer out, you know, I think it could find a market. I, I just think it's a hard sell for someone to get that game made. Yeah, I just think something that's simple, right? I know these things right. have gone to the nth degree. Yes. That doesn't appeal to me. I want something simple, easy to play, and have fun with, and then be done. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Mr. <laughs> Dark Souls yeah, doesn't want to go to the game. nth degree. It's a different kind of game, right? Do you, I don't want to learn economies, do you ever and play I don't want to learn... Dune 2000? No, but I've heard of that's on Sega CD, right? But there, it was on computer as well. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah I've that, heard of it. That was the best Command and Conquer type game that I ever remember playing. So good. Huh. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Um, so, who else wants to go next? We've got 90s style game. Krabby, you have anything? Yeah, he says 90s game style. Yeah. Think about this. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what Chris and Lance, two of the guys that organized the expo, what they were talking about last night. All right. Um, 
was uh, Twisted Metal. Oh, really? And I know that that came back and it had black and had some other stuff. But like somehow we got on Twisted Metal and I was like, yeah, I never really got into Twisted Metal. And they were both like, oh, no, we love Twisted Metal. And they just started spouting off character <laughs> names and finishing moves. And, oh, remember this guy? And he went, and this guy did this. Like they really got into this conversation like in the Lowe's parking lot. Huh. And uh, uh, I, I, I mean, it, it kind of shouts out to me as like a 90s game style. Like back when like everything in the 90s was like. You know, just like the the marketing, the advertising, like everything was like extreme and you got to do it, you know, like uh, with a Z at the end. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Twisted Metal was what they would have answered. The first few were really, really good. I played the, the remake one they did on the PS3 and okay. it had a totally different feel. Like they did the like really dark and gritty and moody mm. and atmospheric and it didn't feel like Twisted Metal. Like the other ones as, as violent as they were, they were so mm. goofy, like the right. we I remember staying up playing Twist Metal Two with my friend all night because every every time you you win the Twist Metal tournament, this guy Calypso I think it was his name grants you a wish, and every single character when you get there he screws up your wish like purposely and makes it just horrible <laughs> and it's just like in stupid stupid ways like uh, there's one guy named Spectre. He's like the Johnny Cage of Twisted Metal, so he wants everyone to know know me. I'm famous. Make me world renowned. So he literally stretches his face around the world, like so that everybody <laughs> sees his face. They're, they're just ridiculous and so much fun. That's fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's funny. I I just want another like really lighthearted JRPG. Like I don't want cool gritty. Like I want like a lunar type type RPG mm. again. Like something like like Blue Dragon did pretty good. Something like that. So. So you want to play Bravely Default? Is that what you're saying? No, but a good one. Not not a mobile version. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a free to play. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not free to play. That was a, that was a uh, feels like it so bad. Mm. I tried. Yeah. All right, fine, whatever. I think I tried Bravely Default for like 38 seconds. Oh no, and I'm I just didn't saying stop playing it because I didn't like it. I just, that's how long I played it, and then I had to go to bed, and then I didn't own it anymore, like, a few months later. No, I'm just saying that that's exactly what Krabby described. It's very lighthearted. It's very basic Japanese RPG. It satisfies the tropes, you know. All right, so we're so uh, real quick, let me see if I can think of a quick one. Um, yeah. A 90s throwback uh, uh, style game. I have one, if you want to. Yeah, 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 let's hear it, Eric. Because I read about someone has done now in the Uncharted 4 game a special physics engine for, um, like, doing the sweat. If Nathan is climbing or running, he's getting more sweat in the face and around the body. <laughs> like, you've seen it in the 2K games. All right. And with all the HD like um stuff <laughs> you can maybe bring back a boogerman <laughs> <laughs> oh man like, would boogerman be an uncharted style game <laughs> where he just explored I, I would assume there are some fluids <laughs> on the on the screen oh, oh man we can have lifelike snot physics is that what you're trying to that, go for that's the game that will make me buy a vr headset <laughs> uh, Boogerman VR, little, like, misting sprays yeah. to like hit you. <laughs> oh, that, that is too good. Oh, I remember the subtitle was, gonna... was bad. Pick and flick adventure. That was just I oh, know, man. right? I used to rent that um, so you know, much. You know what? That uh, just reminded me. Like it made me think of one. Is uh, uh, 
90s game style with a modern twist. I know this is kind of cheating, but have you guys seen the mods that have happened on the Sega Genesis collection since Sega opened the game up to uh, the Steam Workshop? No. I have not. Oh, man. (laughs) So everyone knows what mods are. It's just PC people able to, you know, like modify the program and run the games in like funny, cool ways. But the, the publisher of the game or the developer, whoever, has to okay it. So recently, Sega... Uh, okayed modding for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive collection, and people came up with some amazing mods. Besides the regular ones you'd expect, like, you know, Knuckles and Sonic 1, Knuckles and Sonic 2, you know, uh, you know, Play as Tales and, you know, like Sonic 3, stuff like that. Uh, someone modded. I don't think two of those three are mods. Two of those three you can just do. No, yeah, yeah, I was just, uh, (laughs) yeah. So just. That's okay. You, uh, Chris will cut it out. All right. Um, so uh, uh, one of them is someone modded Streets of Rage 2, and it's called Streets of Rage 2, only it makes that weird Tim Allen song when enemies die. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, so, like that. Every time you kill an enemy in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the other ones was, uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh I'm going to look it up. They're so great. I just want more Macho Man Randy Savage mods in games. In in Skyrim? <laughs> I love that. That's I wish that was on the Xbox. The Skyrim drag, yeah. Yeah, when he just comes Man around, he's, oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Krabby, oh, no, you said uh, generic RPG, and then you shot mine down. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So Krabby <laughs> says, give me something, and then does not buy what he asked for. All right, we just that, laid that out. That's not what I want at all. I, I don't want it uh, tweaked to modern gameplay style. I want I want it just kind of old school. You should completely. check out, what's that one that's getting ready to come out? Um Cosmic Star Heroine. Check that one out. Look at it. It's not out yet, but it's like a riff on Fantasy Star. Okay, uh, here, here's a quick remind list me, of some of the popular remind me ones. Later and I'll check uh, it out. Uh, okay. Knuckles and Sonic 1, Streets right. of Rage 2, except it makes that weird Tim Allen noise and people die, Gunstar Heroes Chill Edition, and many others. So Gunstar Heroes Chill Edition, it's pretty much like the baby version. Uh, like, it's not as difficult, and you can't fall off the level. So like so Game Genie know, codes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but like uh, it also makes that weird Tim Allen sound whenever you kill somebody. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right, let's move on then to the next question we've got from Russ. He says, I just got a PS Vita a month ago. Uh, My condolences, Russ. Uh, But only have Mortal (laughs) Kombat. And Mortal Kombat and Fat Princess. What games should I get? So I'm out of this one. What games should Russ get for the Vita? He needs to get I some good ones. Crabby, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, Wipeout 2049. Right away. Super cheap. Super, super fun. You can play as long as you want or as short as you want. It It's like the best. So good. Do you want to back and forth, Bill, or you want me to rattle off a few? Yeah, no, no. We could ping pong it. Yeah. Um, I'll go with. Uh, I'll take Persona 4 Golden, yeah. which is what I'm playing right now. Um, a remake uh, with additional content of the uh, PlayStation 2 uh, JRPG classic that took me forever for someone to convince me to start playing it. And oh my God, am I hooked on this game. Um, it takes like three hours to get into it because the intro is just really bad and boring. But once the game actually starts letting you play it, it does so many things that other JRPGs do, but it does them better. 
and in ways that actually makes them fun and not a hindrance. Like grinding in this game is not grinding. Like the battles are fun because they all require thought. Uh, it's so, so, so cool. The variety of stuff that you do, the people that you meet, the amount of stuff uh, to unlock. Uh, and I'm really pretty early into it. So uh, uh, definitely Persona 4 Golden. And it was on sale for like 10 bucks recently. Amazing. Good, good recommendation. Um, Gravity Rush. Yeah, love it. Really cool game too. Um, they're doing a PS4 version, I think. It's a sequel, but they're redoing the first one as well with it, I think. But you should still get it on the Vita because you get to use the like rear touch pads and you get to use the accelerometers. And they really show off what the Vita can do. And it's not in a cheesy way. Like All the mechanics make sense to the character and it's got a really really unique setting, really unique story. Um, it's a little hard to follow at first, but it all kind of comes together the further you go in. Um, and it, once you unlock some of the moves you can do, like you can manipulate gravity so that you can like surf anywhere you want. It is so much fun. It's quick to get around and the, the battles are really cool. You always have to like find specific targets on the enemies so you can float around them like 360 degrees, find that spot you want to hit, and then just like dive in like full tilt. It's really fun. <laughs> Very cool. cool. You got more, Bill? Yeah, I'll follow that up with uh, uh, a nice uh, classic style. Well, not classic style, but like a retro, uh, a game with a 2D platformer with a retro feel is Rogue Legacy. Uh, this game is also available on uh, you know PC and modern consoles, but uh, I really think it fits really, really well in the Vita with the style and with the kind of game that it is. Um, so besides being a 2D platformer, it's the kind of game that is the kind of thing that you just want to pull out. Basically, like you play until you die, and then when you die, you're meant to die, and then the next time you play it, you're playing the child of the person uh, that you played as before. So that's what the legacy part of it is. And you can actually go back and, and you get to keep the money that your, that your, uh, that, you know, your father or mother earned while they were in the castle to level yourself up. And you also get to keep the perks that your father or mother had before they died. So you're playing as like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 different people, but you're earning like the same like skills and perks and achievements, uh, uh, you know, kind of through your legacy. Um, it's really, really, really good. Uh, I've, I've told a ton of people about it. Um, I played it mostly on the PC, uh, but uh, uh, the Vita version is stellar. And uh, if it's something you're just looking to like pop out and play some quick like 2D uh, retro platformer style uh, stuff, it's really, really fun. Some I've seen someone play that and some of the uh, genetic like benefits or negatives are so yeah. funny too. They're hilarious. Like, there are, so there are modifiers. So I for, forgot to mention that. So the modifiers, um, everyone has what's called a trait. And there are certain traits that affect your character in positive ways, certain affect them in negative ways, certain don't affect them at all, some just aesthetics. So one of the traits is um, uh, peripheral neuropathy, which means you have no feeling in your feet. So that you, So those characters don't activate floor traps. So if you walk on spikes or whatever, like it's totally cool. Um, some characters, the trait is that they are homosexual. The effect that it has in the game is there is no effect. You just happen to be a homosexual. Makes sense. Uh, one, of, one of the traits is uh, uh, stereo blindness. So when your character turns from left to right, it looks like a page is turning because you have no depth perception. <laughs> Uh, some are nearsighted, some are farsighted. So everything near you will be blurry or everything away from you will be blurry. Some, some people's trait is nostalgia and you play that playthrough in black and white. <laughs> so All right. it's, 
It's just really interesting, uh, uh, and, and a lot. And most when you start a new playthrough, you have a choice of three heirs, so you can look at them, and there's different classes and different traits, so you can see, okay, I, you know, do I want to be a giant, a regular person, you know, a ninja, and then on top of that, each one of those guys has a trait. So you're picking. It's almost like you're picking a different Dark Souls build for a mini <laughs> Dark Souls run through. How, how would you not pick ninja? <laughs> Uh, because their uh, uh, their defense is extremely low, they're just much more agile. I'd still pick Ninja. Yeah. Hey, hey, why don't it's if you would, then why don't you own Rogue Legacy? It's, it is on my playlist, Bill. Seriously, I keep remembering <laughs> that you've told me, so it's it's on my mind of things to play, and I will get to it. And when you stay here in October, it'll be the only thing installed on the uh, <laughs> uh, on the Xbox in your guest room. I, I'm gonna feeling it's maybe Jackbox Party Pack. I have a feeling you might be right. <laughs> uh, Eric, do you have a Vita? I don't have one, but I will get one. And in one game, I already recommend it to, to Russ to get it because he's always doing the stuff with the paint, with the wood and the tools. Uh, maybe the papercraft game like Tear Away. Tear Away, yeah. So he can would... use his hands also on the backside of the Vita with the touch screen and should be totally fine with it. I, I did play that game through to completion. I wasn't going to mention it because, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the, you know, when someone gets a Nintendo and you're like, oh, you should totally get Super Mario Brothers. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's a <laughs> Nintendo. Of course I'm going to get Super Mario. So Tearaway is kind of like, you're getting a Vita. You yeah. should probably already have Tearaway. I wasn't a fan. I, I got about three, four hours in and, and stopped. Just didn't, didn't grab me. Yeah, I didn't love it. I think it does a really good job showing what's possible with the system. So I, I still do think it's worth playing. I thought Gravity Rush did a better job. The only thing it didn't really use was the cameras that Tearaway used. Oh, like when you saw yourself in the world? Yeah. It, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't a major function in the game, but it used them. Gravity Rush didn't have any way to use the cameras. But it, but it used every other feature. Pre- pre-order canceled. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So are we vetoed out and ready to move on? One more, qu- yeah, one more now. quick one. And t- oh, until okay, I play okay. Persona later on. Yeah. Um, Dragon's Crown and Miramasa. There's really good ports of both of them on there, and they're super awesome, stylized like action RPGs. Really, really fun. Speaking of jiggle physics. Speaking of jiggle physics, you will love <laughs> Dragon's Crown if you love Dead or Alive. Vanillaware. Yes, they do have a thing for exaggerated <laughs> body proportions. Have, don't you, they? have you seen the statue and, and, and they put out? they're consistent. No, they put out a statue for the for the witch that you can play in that game, and, and really? it is does like it, fully proportioned. It is. Does it fall how, over because it's top heavy, or it is? I don't know how it stays up. Probably <laughs> strings and holes or something. Is it like when you say statue? Is it like the size of an action figure? Is it like? I think it's like a ten or twelve inch uh, statue. Okay. Wow. Okay. All I, I can even like a statue like Rocky Balboa outside of the uh, museum in Philly. Oh yeah. Right in downtown Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the back problems that what woman would have? She would need magic. She, um, she's got magic. She, she, she's she's fine. a witch. <laughs> I know. That's the only way she would not have a spine that was snapped in half. Which probably doesn't really look like that. It's just like an illusion. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's yeah, like, really uh, not like she's, that at all. She's the, the red lady from Game of Thrones. I was just <laughs> going to say, no Game of Thrones spoilers. Let's do it. it. Let's do it. That's weeks old yeah, now. I mean, if, weeks. If, yeah, if you're if you're more than two episodes back, you have no sympathy. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually one week back. We're watching uh, both uh, last week's episode and this week's episode tomorrow. 
I am, I'm caught up. I just got to watch tomorrow. Nice. That doesn't happen. Now let me spoil often. it for you. Somebody dies. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's not even funny. <laughs> but are there boobs? <laughs> uh, of course there's boobs. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to our Twitter questions, if we can here. Uh, the first one is from at Bickman2K. That's our buddy Adam, which you'll remember from Retro World Expo. Eric? Um, yes. He wants to know, what's your favorite game, and why is it Silent Service? <laughs> it's, it's, of course, Silent Service. <laughs> and I think they have a brand... As a basketball game, so it would be a, if Silent Service would be a basketball game, it would be my favorite game. I think. <laughs> no, I'm I'm into basketball and racing games, so I'm and a lot of games I have good uh, childhood memories of. So there's not spe- a specific game, but if you uh, ever get to ask that question, that's definitely the right answer. Silent Service, <laughs> and get it all signed by all the RFGen members. Then it's worth the price yeah there you go. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes it it's yeah no it's uh i was gonna say like uh silent service is there any way that that would have been censored anywhere i'm pretty i don't think so maybe it's not the american navy in oh europe i don't know <laughs> i don't know it does um, abbreviate to ss <laughs> oh jeez. all right um i'm the curious though eric i mean I mean, this is because I don't know. Is uh, the basketball games you play, is it American basketball or do they have European league stuff or what do you play? No, since it's the since the NBA titles, it's winners the world champion. It has to be the NBA. <laughs> uh, even though we have no one else in the world that actually plays in the NBA. Is that it? Um you mean no no German player in the NBA? Or? No, I mean I mean <laughs> no no we got a Novitski in there somewhere. No, yeah. I, I mean all the teams are are in the United States. That's what I mean. Yep. It's like, uh, what was the joke? Uh, someone said, like, uh, uh, I think it was Eddie Izzard. He said, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, we have the World Series of Baseball every year. Somehow America always wins. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the NBA is the National Basketball Association. How do you have world champs? There's, there's the Canadian one teams in there. Come on. The Raptors is are really in the playoffs. I just heard on the radio today. That, that's a thing. <laughs> is there? Yeah, I mean, I know you guys are in the hockey league, right? We we have at least Mm. one basketball team, and you have a baseball team too, right? Uh, I think we got two or three baseball teams. I don't know sports at all. You guys got the Spos, uh, the Jays, yeah, the Jays, yeah. Everything's in Toronto. uh, The Raptors are basketball. They're in Toronto. So so real quick, I I just want to I just want to say something. There are more Canadian basketball teams in the playoffs this year than Canadian hockey teams in the playoffs. And there is only one Canadian basketball team. <laughs> For the first time in, I don't know. Like the 70s? Or yeah, so. like sometime in the 70s, no Canadian team made it into the NHL playoffs. And there are a lot of Doesn't them. Doesn't really it's matter, though, because we, most uh, of the players are Canadian, right? That's what I'm saying. We will, just hired all the Canadian that, well, players. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, there are Canadian players uh, uh, everywhere. But the management of every Canadian team is all Canadian. Well, we don't have any so that- Trumps up here, so who's going to manage no. this? <laughs> oh, thank goodness, right? We're going to do it. We're going to do it great. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, well, uh, yeah, all the Canadian teams just have big walls built around. Uh, <laughs> we just can't get stadiums. there right now. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Still paying for those walls. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, Eric, then, um, you know, since you like racing games as well, do you uh, 
Is it Forza? Is it Gran Turismo? Is it some other game? What's your fave? Um, I like Ridge Racer or okay. like simulations. And unfortunately, my 360 uh, wheel has, has turned out somehow. Oh. It, yeah, so like from so, an update so you or something. normally race with a wheel? I, I prefer, I, but I haven't gotten an Xbox One racing controller. Mm-hmm. But I, at least I played some Forza 5. And I saw you, Ghosts of You. Yeah, I know. I played that one. <laughs> sometimes I'm racing against you, Chris. I did play that. <laughs> you, yeah. you, I'm probably bashing into you a few times. <laughs> yeah. You're like, who's that ghost that I just flew? Oh, he's gone. I just flew by Probably. That ghost. Probably. And I think my drive avatar is still loading. It's like 23%. Do you have it on until 100%? Is it possible? Yeah, I, I just totally forget. When you said that, I totally forgot that they called those drive Drivatars. Drive-a-tars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot that. That's still a thing, I think, in Forza it, 6. It is. It is. I haven't played... Uh, what was the one? There was Horizon? Yeah. Horizon 2, out, I think, came and, out. And then, yeah, Horizon 2 came out, and then Forza 6, which I haven't touched yet, but I totally forgot there's been like four Forza games since I started, uh, <laughs> since the last one that I played. And, 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 and Gran Turismo Sport was recently announced and confirmed. Is that something you're excited about? Um, if I get a PS4, okay. I think so, yeah. Do you have friends with PS4 that you could just bring the game over there and say, hey, I'm here to play again? Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe later. <laughs> so I'm curious, though, with both of you, because, I mean, I'm not a gigantic racing game guy, but that drive Avatar thing really made me enjoy that a lot more because I wanted to beat my friends. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. yeah. I mean, with the realistic graphing and stuff, did you ever experience it? You play the Gran Turismo or Forza Horizon, you have a really fast accelerating car, you get out uh, like 10 minutes into your real car, you step onto (laughs) the throttle and nothing happens and you think, my car is broken. Then you realize, oh, maybe I just gotten into the game a little bit too much. I I have definitely had those moments. Not I've had moments in the car where... I got really into Gran Turismo like two and three and four. And I remember there's a stretch of road in Newtown that I love driving through. And it's because it's very curvy. It's very hilly, but the curves come in a way that like the road kind of like wraps the way. So like you come over a hill and then as you go down, you need to make a sharp turn. So the weight of the car is already pushing down because of the path the car is taking. So you can hit the gas as you cut to the bottom of this hill it's just such a great stretch of road to run on. And every time I drive on it with people, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm playing Gran Turismo right now. But Eric, you're lucky because you get that feeling and you can just hop on the Autobahn and floor it, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be great. And, but we aren't allowed to take over at the right side. So you can only take over on the left side, oh. and it's a strange feeling to get over by a big truck, <laughs> and he's on the left from you, and it's like, yeah. am I that slow? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people are supposed to only overtake uh, one way here, but it's kind of like the Wild West out on the highway here sometimes. Uh, yeah, we're just not that brilliant. That's why we have speed limits and can't drive as fast as we want, because people can't figure out how to drive and what the slow lane is, so there you go. All right, uh, that was a good question. Let's move back to Tom for a minute. Tom has a couple other questions for us. But he says, the nostalgia and retail retro market in is the NES and, and to some degree, I would say, Super Nintendo is in the United States and, 
and North America. What about in Europe? Where's the big retro scene focused over there, Eric? Is it is it computer? Is it console? What's going on over there? I would say it's also uh, Nintendo. Maybe from my feeling a little bit more like a Nintendo Game Boy and Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, and Mega Drive, the Genesis. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, but that's definitely the th- you you have to pay a lot of money for these games, but the other consoles not that much. Now, as far as the collecting scene goes over there, I, I know you haven't you know you don't spend a ton of time in the states just when you're visiting, but. Do you have the same types of things? Like, are there uh, thrift shops, uh, kind of like flea market type place, uh, donation type places, garage sales, yard sales, whatever you call them over there? Are they pretty much the same collecting avenues when you're looking for things? Uh, I th- think there are some great, greater conventions. We have all the uh, buyers and sellers in one place. Okay. But if you go to a flea market, you can still get a steal. Um, the younger people think that's like hip like something from the 80s like if a, <laughs> a nintendo um back f- like a belt buckle yeah like a belt or, buckle yeah. yeah they would pay 40 dollars for, just for that <laughs> and so yeah but um otherwise you have you have not as much thrift shops over over back in germany so it's a lot of i think uh ebay mm. but it's also getting hard there, the market has dried out a little bit. Sure. Now, what about like uh, computers? Because I know like people from the UK have a lot of nostalgia for like computers in the eighties and nineties. Was that a big scene in Germany or? Yeah, if, um, Germany Germans are more like a PC country, mm-hmm. and they also search for like the old DOS games, like Zack McCracken yeah. and Indiana Jones in a good uh, complete in box. So, yeah. These are my people. Nice, <laughs> nice. Now, was things like the Commodore sixty four, Amiga, was that was that pretty big there, or no? Or? Yeah, yes, they were really big. You know, I don't know if you know Chris Hulsbeck, who did the Terry Ken soundtrack. Yeah, uh, he's a famous musician, and uh, people like buy just the games because he did uh, music for for the games. And when I was at some conventions, there are always some old guys with a little hair left on the backsides. <laughs> and I think, will I look it like this in 20 yes, years? Yes, you will, Eric. Let me <laughs> tell you. And then I tell the people, oh, those old games, this Mr. Donkey Kong on the NES, what a nice game. You should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, you will. But... Uh... No, that's good. Um, do they have, like, here, like, they have, like, a lot of, you know, like, where Russ works, they have game shops, you know, for these older games and stuff. Do they have a lot of those over there as well? In my hometown, they have uh, three shops, at least. It's, oh. like, a, a thousand fifty one 150,000 people town. Okay. So, and we have the normal game stops, but... I don't uh, somehow I don't go to the, my local stores. I just when I go, go game hunting in in Germany, I have to look at the other sh- stops, okay. shops there. Gotcha. So if I ever wanted like uh, a German NES, you could still hook me up at some point. Is that right? Yeah, it should be no problem. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They, they call that a, they call it a Gen NES. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've got a uh, I've got an Australian PAL model, but uh, I think that's PAL A, and you guys are PAL B for that, I think. But 
I d I'm not exactly sure if German is B or A. I just did a little thing in the NES where you can play A or B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geez, that was such a complicated thing. I think the one I have now is PAL A, so I'd have to get a PAL B one at some point in time. And I really need some in, uh, European NES controllers because they're not compatible um, across really? that. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I, th I you, don't... you know what I you know what I you know what I still have to get, Chris, is that game. I think you told me about it years ago. Is oh. the I want to say it's the PAL version of Mario Bros. that has the Super yes. Mario Bros. jumping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I still need to find a copy of that. That sounds like such an awesome game. Mario Brothers Classic Series. <sighs> yeah. Um, and that and that's a uh, uh, PAL uh, the PAL release. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I think it came out in several territories over there, but um, it wasn't really expensive when I got a copy of it. But yeah, it's. Oh, it makes Mario Brothers so much better to play. Well, it probably makes it playable. Yeah, it makes it really fun, actually. Um, introduced a friend to that when I was at MGC for the minute when I wasn't in the hospital. But <laughs> yeah, because I was like, no, let's play this version. He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, that's a good one. There's some, You guys have some other nice releases that we never got over here, which, of course, it's the way it goes, right? Yeah. Um, uh, we need a Project Rainfall for all the PAL NES games. Oh, yeah, well, I've already got quite a few, but yeah, some of them are pretty pricey, of course, but ish. Um, okay, <laughs> this one, I don't know. Uh, this might be just Tom. He just wants to know, tell me I'm not the only person who remembers the Nightmare Fuel that was the California Raisins <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> Anybody else have any... I, I mean, I remember when the California Raisins were a thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I remember the California Raisins being like on TV and they had a commercial and there was, a, you know, they were like, you know, in uh, what do you call it? Uh, in pop culture for a little bit. Yeah. I honestly could not tell you anything else besides that I knew they were a thing. I don't know their names. I don't know what <laughs> they, they played. I hope they didn't have names, did they? I don't. I don't. Well, one of them was probably Pruny and one was like <laughs> a, a shrivelly guy. Um, I. Tarty. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tart. Uh, uh, I honestly could not tell you anything about them besides I knew they were a thing. We had some toys of theirs in my house. I don't remember okay. buying them. But we had them. <laughs> yeah. That, they, they call that the clearance rack. <laughs> I think if you were just alive in the 80s, they just somehow infected your house. It was... It was your 80s starter pack that came to your house with some California raisins in them. <laughs> they said, hey, here's some here's some uh, garbage pail kids and California raisins. We don't need them back. No doubt. Uh, I'm going to guess the answer should be no, but Eric, you have, was, was California raisins a thing over there at all? I don't know the title. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. <laughs> be happy. Right sorry. Be happy you don't know what that is. Let me just say that. Uh, so sorry, Tom. I Sounds think you're like all alone. Some Cereals. California raisins. Ah, good. Okay, I'm showing him a quick video oh. of it. We're like a stop motion animated. Yeah, heard it through the grapevine was the thing. Group right? of raisins. <laughs> this is probably not exciting radio, but did uh, they have their board game like f on where you have to smash like these raisins? There out was of a canceled NES game. Clay? There no. was no. like. There were toys, there was, like, cartoon, there was, like, a concert that they released on VHS. Like, they were everywhere. Which was weird because can't... it was just an ad. It was just an yeah. advertisement. It was almost like, a, a, what was the guy's name, Noid? Oh, the Noid, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Noid was just an ad, and he would, didn't become as big as the Raisins, but, like, you know, there was a game, you know, like, he they, he, they tried to make him bigger than he was. That was such an 80s thing, right? Very much, oh, yeah. Oh, man. 
just gosh almighty oh man um why why did why didn't the pizza pizza guy get a game <laughs> oh little caesars right yeah, yeah he's still around pizza pizza yeah and he still has no game he still has for good reason hopefully that's, i, that's I tried to thing. google if they have names i can't find anything i don't think i don't <laughs> think they actually had names <laughs> they were uh, just the raisins crabby Kra- you're you're uh, not going to found the california raisins wiki or something here to find <laughs> out or fanfic oh just wait Oh no! <laughs> Might have found some. Oh no! Yeah. This is breaking research. AC was the oh, no. lead vocalist of the group. Oh, oh Be- no! Bebop was the drummer. <laughs> wow! Crystal was a backup singer. Dixie was Crystal. a backup singer. Red was the pianist. Oh, Rudy. My gosh. What did you say? I, I have to Rudy bleep did. that out too. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch. Tiny the good bite. Are you trying to tell me that he was a tiny pianist? (laughs) And this site also has them ranked by popularity. (laughs) (laughs) Can I read a sentence from the Wikipedia page for the California Raisins? Oh, please. Oh, regale us, please. Cal Rab, the people who made the campaign, was closed on July 31st, 1994 due to disagreements with raisin producers over the fairness of payments to the organization. Oh, my goodness gracious. So money is what broke up the California raisins. Can you believe it? The the campaign eventually failed because production cost the raisin growers twice their earnings. (laughs) They were like, hey, we made this this ad campaign for you. It was $4 billion. Uh, But it's so popular. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Poor AC. Hang on. Where is AC found, now? I, is there I found like the a discography? There were six albums. Wow. Released by the California Raisins. Is as Dixie strung out on heroin somewhere now? Just a, <laughs> a little little raisin, you know, in, in the in the alley. Six, al- six six albums in two years, and one of them came out on purple raisin colored vinyl. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you see what you missed, uh, Eric? This is America, a land where we will capitalize yeah, yeah, yeah. on anything. <laughs> and I'm unaware raisins also make sounds. I, I know beans make sound. But <laughs> <laughs> they had an Emmy nomination. Oh, whoa, really? <laughs> yes. Did they have a gold wow. record? No, uh, mid-80s. See? In the 80s, Germany had to worry about communism. We were worried about California raisins. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys had it easy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew oh, your whoa, enemy whoa, very whoa, clearly. Whoa, 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 whoa. In 2015, <laughs> it was announced that a live-action oh. CGI reboot of the California no. Raisins would be released sometime <laughs> in 2016 or 17 with the president of the Actors Hall of Fame Foundation <laughs> as one of the people behind the project. No! They might be coming back. Yeah. Did they <laughs> ever Sorry, leave Tom. our hearts, though? There will be another Christmas <laughs> special. I feel oh, it. Oh, man. I feel it. Oh, that's that so is, terrible. That is, that is some kind of news. You, after that, we're done, right, well, Bill, Google this for Eric and show him a video. <laughs> just just anyone, will. anyone will I, do. I started playing it, but since he's not on the audio feed for my laptop, he couldn't hear it. I'll show him what they sound like, though. <sighs> he's going to come back and he's, he's going to be, be like... Lullaby, lullaby here tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be... Uh, Nightmare Fuel uh, was the correct do it. 
Yeah, he's going to hug the German ground when he lands. <laughs> back where things make sense. <laughs> do, so, Eric, when you get back to, to the home, homeland there, do you just tell everybody how stupidly insane people in America are? Or? Uh, <laughs> I, I there's no us. political correct answer for that now. You've got to wait till he leaves Bill's house before he can answer. Krabby, can I get some exile in Canada over there? <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Hey, listen, there are already enough Americans looking for exile in Canada. If you want to come uh, west, you come see me. If you want to go east, I'm sure Floyd will put you up. Yeah. And Will's up there. Pam's up there. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're east as well. They're in Ontario. Yep. Yeah. We've we've seeded North America pretty well. So, you know, <laughs> if you need a yeah. couch, if there's one nearby. Hi, yeah, okay. Let's get back to questions. A, yeah, that took a turn. I know, right? <laughs> uh, um, All right, last couple of questions. Yeah, let's, got, let's do it. Ask a Latino lawyer, Diego asks: Any retro game that you couldn't be alone due to a boss, or a level you couldn't master, then you learn to beat finally. So tough game. Couldn't beat something on your own. Too tough, couldn't get it. Old game, finally could do it. So, re- reading this question, it says that you that you uh, uh, when you teamed up with someone, you could beat. Oh, I missed that part. So, unless I'm misreading, no, it, I think um, you've got it. Okay, yeah, because the 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 one that comes straight to mind, and again, remember, I'm bad at video games. Is Star Wars Arcade for the 32x? <laughs> Always comes because back to the 32x, doesn't it, it? It was the exact couldn't couldn't finish an episode without a 32x reference. It was the one of the three games we had. The other two were Virtual Racer, Virtual Fighter. So it's the exact same game playing by yourself as with a uh, uh, a gunner. Um, same enemies, same like you know uh, you know same uh, uh, you know what do you call it? I was gonna say hit points, but like you know your hull strength is the same. Um, everything's the same. You just have a second person able to shoot at stuff with you. So it makes the game so much easier uh, just with that second person that can kind of uh, take rid of, uh, take care of some of the things that are damaging you. Um, I was pretty young. I could probably go back and finish it now with a little bit of patience, even though I'm pretty bad. But that's totally a game I could never beat alone. I always needed a person. Mm. I always found adding the second person made every game so much harder. Really? People are stealing you, your power-ups. They're pulling the screen when you don't want them to. They're What what if what if it was well I I totally hear stealing the power-ups like in like a life force or a gradius or Contra. Uh, legendary wings type sense. Yeah. But but like those games like they had like an even scroll, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't push it or pull it. Like okay. it was going no matter but what. But have you played like so, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? You you finish that not, game not in like second 15 minutes by yourself. It's really short. Pretty easy. You play the second person, you will die on the first stage because <laughs> they will jump higher than you when you're trying to scroll the stage up and just kill you. Or you'll try to pick uh, up a box and you'll throw it at them and they'll get stunned and then a bad guy will hit them or you'll throw them off the edge. Uh, oh, it sounds like brutal. New Super Mario Brothers where it there's like collision exactly physics. exactly that. That's the worst game I've ever played with other it is people. so I was hard. Like, <laughs> that's a good point though is it, it can make it more difficult. And Battletoads, I... With, oh, well, yeah. you can't do it with two players it's so it's frustrating so with two people why because you're punching him yeah uh, you punch you, him you like anything yeah anything like double dragon stuff you're always accidentally punching your friend you take the yeah, top i told you to stay on the top <laughs> <laughs> they always i mean they, they'll put you on those tiny platforms and stuff where you like have no yeah. choice half the time 
Right. Oh, or you'll accidentally like, oh man, like accidentally grab somebody and throw them off or something. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say Life Force though. I mean, that's one of those games I think that really benefits because you can't hurt each other. Um, so I mean, I usually always play that one with a friend, and I also say Jackal. I, really I was like just going to say Jackal. Yeah. yeah. I know I already said Star Wars, but I was going to say, I know it's cheating, but I want to throw Jackal out there because, yeah, definitely. I mean, people can steal your power-ups in that one, but it's still not bad. You know what I mean? They can take the little guy, the, the flashy guy, but, you know. I can't think of a single game that got easier with the second player. And I, no? like Most of the games that I had when I was a kid, I've, I've beaten at some point in my life, except for one on the NES haven't beaten Dash Galaxy yet, and I remember renting that a bunch when I was a kid. Well, you are kind of a savant uh, for NES games, but I mean, any okay, let me put it this way then, you know, any of them that you would prefer to do the back and forth controller swap to play? For the NES, or just in general? Or just retro, just retro gaming, that's what he asked, retro just games. Retro? Um, I always like doing that with yeah. things like Zelda, okay. swapping the controller like after Dungeon. All right. Yeah. All right. Eric, you have Remember, anything? Old games, two players? I think the, the Donkey Kong game for the Game Boy is a really good game to oh, switch the yeah. controller because with all the levels and the music getting more hectic as the time gets to an end and you have to know how to get like the keys. And so I played with a friend of mine and we are still not through it. We <laughs> still have not beaten the game, but it's so much fun. And it's like, I never thought it's just thought like the old three stages from the original Donkey Kong Country and it's would never have imagined like it's 100 level or so you have to see and get through. Oh yeah, Game Boy Donkey Kong is so good and I think so many people don't realize all that's there. But uh, yeah, that's I a really good I didn't realize that. No? Gosh, it's cheap and Game Boy Donkey Kong is great. And put it, get a Super Game Boy and it's like enhanced yes. for Super Game Boy, so. Will the Game Boy player play uh, Game Boy games? Yeah, you can play. Just won't, you no, won't get play the super game, game boy too. Out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. Just won't. You won't get. Life. You won't get oh, super yeah, game right. boy. Yeah, Retron. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really good pick. Game boys are, are region free too. They are. They are. All right. Well, let's move on to our last question. Then we've got one from Retro Nonsense. That's uh, at Duke zero six one nine, and he asked. And I think this is because we had a couple responses to the, just his question on Twitter. So this might <laughs> this will be interesting. Uh, will Nintendo regain some ground with the NX, or will it be another dud? And there was so little conversations that went around a, a little bit about whether the Wii U was a dud. So. This might, you know, might be a little sensitive, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you, Krabby, because I'm going to guess out of everybody, I mean, I don't know, Eric, how much he's time with the Wii U, but I'm going to guess that you're our biggest Wii U proponent here. I, I think that's safe. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you think? I think it will do better than the Wii U, but it won't be as good sales-wise as, as either of the other consoles that are out right now. I think the PS4 has just got this. I don't. Nintendo will have to get pretty, like, right place, right time, like the Wii, to, to really try and even make a dent in that. Okay. So you don't... Uh, what, so what sales level are you talking about, then? You're saying... I'm saying, like... More lo- than Wii U, like less than, life, like, Xbox One? Lifetime, like, 40 to 60 million. Well, that's not bad, right? The market keeps growing. That's That's a smaller and smaller number each year. 
Yeah, but I mean, you, I would say that that would probably be considered a success, though, right? Uh, financially, yeah. Like, Nintendo knows how to make money with lower sales than, than the other two, definitely. Yeah, because they don't, they're not there to take any, they don't price cut, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know what they can do to get those third party games back. I don't think it's just the hardware. I, I think they've really soured that relationship with a bunch of big companies over the years. I think they, they need something like the Wii to really, just being so insanely popular they have no choice but to put games on it because of the numbers let me ask yeah. a question though i mean just as a side tangent and anybody can jump in on this if you want to we was gigantic and was the winner of that generation but honestly i don't have hardly anything else on the wii i want to play besides nintendo games I mean, when you say the winner of that generation i I don't totally agree with that was talking about hearts and minds too. <laughs> right, but that's what I mean. I think it was it was the winner sales wise. I don't think it was the Hearts and Minds winner by a long shot. It depends who you talk to. You talk to hardcore guys, does, yeah. definitely not. You talk to Joe Schmo's mom. Yes. What is Joe Schmo's mom doing? <laughs> she's playing Wii bowling and she's loving it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like and you know, what was it like? It's, Ellen it's, or Oprah yeah. was giving Wii's away, but. It's it's totally like what Krabby said, like right place, right time. Like part of what made uh, uh, that system uh, not like what it was because like it was a good idea as well, but like it was a brand new Nintendo console that came out at a hundred and ninety nine dollars with the perfect packing game too. Like yeah, exactly. Like with, like in in, a, in years, no one had put out a system at that price point with not only like a great game that like you could really still like fire up today and like show someone who'd never played it before and they would know in five minutes this is what this system is about and I want to have it. Oh, it's only two hundred bucks. Totally, give me one. Like everybody had this thing because it was cool. It didn't matter if it was high definition. And then like, I don't know what happened with the Wii U. Like they were like, okay, let's do that same thing, but let's go, you know, like better graphics. Like, you know, like bring the DS type thing into it where you have a screen in your hand and there's a screen over there. You can do remote play. Like it should have worked. Right. Like, I, I I still kind of look at it and wonder like, you know, like why was it such a dud? That's the dumbest name ever though too. Well, it's a pretty bad it's name. Pretty bad. I, I can look because we look was past blood, the name. brilliant. Yeah, it I was can look past the name. New and something you'd say, and we had, we still have people coming in asking me if they can just use that pad on the Wii. Like it's I like know. after four years of marketing, people still don't understand it. I know. Right. Yeah, and 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 even for me, like it's like okay, like it plays Wii games. I'm like okay, that's awesome. So then. You think of it as, okay, like this is a Wii console, which is the Wii U. And then you put a Wii game into it and your Wii U is like, whoa, buddy, we have to load into like Windows 95 right now (laughs) to like boot this thing up. So then it boots up like your legacy operating system. And you're like, okay, no big deal. And then you're like, I can totally use my Wii U gamepad, right? Because it's, you know, it's a controller. Oh no, you're on Windows 95 now, bro. Like you need to pretend like you just booted up a Wii. So it's like, oh, I can't even use like, like nothing makes sense in the way in the execution. Yeah. I, I know we're, we're getting a little off topic. I no, let me okay. answer this question. Yeah, okay, okay. Do do I think they're going to regain some ground? I mean, they'll regain some ground on the Wii U. They won't regain ground on you know whatever Sony or Microsoft is uh, has gotten the hopper. Um, I, I think they're going to be the, the Nintendo system is going to be extremely popular with people who love Nintendo. And yeah, like that's what it's gonna be. I will get one right away. I I know Mm -hmm. there's gonna be games down the pipeline I I want on it. I won't 
hesitate to grab one immediately. And now the interesting quote that I read from uh, whatever, I can't remember the Nintendo boss's name uh, after uh, Iwata. Uh, what's his name? Um, grumpy Japanese guy <laughs> with glasses. Yes. Yeah, G GJ guy. Yeah. That's right. Uh, President GJ guy. Uh, he said that they will, uh, yeah, I can't remember it was an earnings call or something. He said we will not be selling the Nintendo NX at a loss. Yeah, yeah but so they, they've never so done that, that, have they? So, so they, with the Wii U, they sold is, it for I think it was for six months. Where if you bought one game or peripheral, they were they were golden. They were it was like just barely a loss kind of thing. Right. So when they say they're not going to sell it at a loss, that either says to me, okay, they're either using older tech or they're going low with it because I don't think they can come out with a new system at like. Three four hundred bucks. That's I think the they have rumor. The rumors like are like three ninety nine right now, and cartridges again. Really? Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. It's going to be real interesting to see. I mean, and it's also hard to tell what they're going to be able to do, knowing very very little about it. I yeah. will tell you that it makes me upset that I was looking. You know, as they tell you for a couple of years. Oh, you get. Don't worry, you get Zelda coming. You got Xenoblade Chronicles X. You got this. You got this. And then games keep getting pushed, which is fine. I know what happens. But, like, Zelda was, like, the last thing that I'm waiting for. Like, I have my Wii U. I'm ready for Zelda. Like, oh, sorry, dude. We're pushing it back to next year, and it's coming out of the NX. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, well, you just Twilight Princessed me. Yep. Everybody. I, I, I've been saying that forever that they were going to do that, though. I mean, it's, it's a, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, I've been waiting for a game they announced before Zelda that still hasn't come out. And I haven't heard anything in, like, a year um, but they had that Fire Emblem Shimigami Tensei crossover. They showed this amazing, beautiful trailer last E3, and then they have mm-hmm. said nothing to anybody about it since then. I bet it was an intern just like made that video <laughs> and like Fan got service. fired the next day. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> so, um, Eric, what do you think? What do you think about NX? Do you think uh, Nintendo's going to do well? I think we have to quest, uh, we answer that question in 20 years by asking, will there be NX controller shaped belt buckles and towels <laughs> in the stores or will they make a backpack like shaped in the NX console? Oh, I still that's want your really, backpack. I was, oh, that's, that's really such an awesome backpack you got. Um, I like that backpack. It's a really good point because can, could you even imagine for the life of you seeing Wii U memorabilia you see, in 30 I, you years. You see Wii there, memorabilia already? Yeah, yeah there Wii. will be Wii, I'll, Wii I'll, memorabilia, yeah. Oh, Wii there will be, not Wii U. You no, don't think so? Like, unless, it's, unless, unless it's like a t- like a joke on a if, t-shirt. No, if I mean, Nintendo like, can do anything, it is merchandise their own crap. They'll yeah, but I mean, do it. Do you think you're going to see GameCube memorabilia? You do, yeah. I've seen people come in with like GameCube like uh, keychains, like controller keychains really? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay, all right. Belt buckles? Uh, I haven't seen belt buckle, no. That'd those controllers are so I mean, iconic to Smash Bros. players. <laughs> the belt they, they do a lot means of those. you've arrived. <laughs> do you guys, if the, if the big rumor right now with the NX is true, where it's going to be a hybrid home and portable, like you can play the exact same game on both, does mm-hmm. that interest you more or less or don't care either way? I mean, it's yeah. I really like what Nintendo did with the 3DS. I've been a very happy 3DS owner. I'll be honest, I don't have a ton of games, but I still have a big DS library around that I can go back to. Um, and the games I have played on, I'm really liked. 
So, yeah, I mean, that would be a draw for me because, I mean, I don't like the Vita and let's all face it, the Vita's dead. So there isn't another portal besides your phone. I like my Vita. <laughs> I, I'm not saying you can't like it. I, I didn't like it. But you know, what I'm saying is like it's at, dead. At, at this point, at this point, the Vita is the belt buckle. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's got a touch screen. But I mean, and yeah, I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> unlocks your car door. You're like, okay. Beep, beep. Oh, you <laughs> but I mean, Bill, totally you're a, bought it to do that. Yeah. I mean, you're a, a, a Vita proponent. So, I mean, what do you think about Barely. if it's, if it's, if it's a portable built in? So, yeah, I, I, I know I, I mentioned the Vita once in a while because I have my system. And I'm trying to convince myself that it's worth having. <laughs> um, I really do enjoy like the four, you know, Vita games I have for it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's we say it with every single console that comes out. Hey, it's got this many gigaflops and this many Googleplexes, and it's like, okay, great. Show me the games that are on it, and then like you show the games that are on it. It's but like, the, okay, but the well, frames, I like games, Bill. I like the games <laughs> on that system. You know what I mean? Like, I like the games on that system. Like Krabby. When you're like, hey, what do you think of this? And he's like, yeah, but I'd rather play the games on that system. It's like, oh, okay. Like, that's the system you're going to go get. Like, I don't think you're going to buy it because you can play the same game home and away. You'll buy the game, the system that has the games that you want to play, period. So for me, and the other thing for me, like... Here's, here's I, the I, thing, though. If it does both, and they put out a traditional Pokemon game that you can finally play on your television, <laughs> that's going to just blow people's minds. They've been wanting it for like 20 pe- years. Other people's you can play, correct. Uh, hey, you Pikachu on your TV? <laughs> you can't play that game at all. You talk to it, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and, and you know what, what I will say? I won't discount the, the fact that I do have two boys under two years old. So they're going to be, yeah. you know, one in, or like one and a half and three and a half when the system comes out, likely. So, and that sweet spot for starting a game is, what is it, like you know, like around five years old, yeah. sometimes earlier? Yeah. So, there's a good chance that this thing will be coming into its, like, prime right when my kids are, like, starting to get in the game. So, I mean, who's to say that uh, it won't be, like, the best thing in the world to, like, hand him his NX. He, you know, he's in the car. And then we, you know, we get home from, you know, like, you know, I don't know, being out for a Saturday afternoon. And you just walk in the house and, you know... It's it's it, it's got real possibilities. It's still pretty early, but uh, I have thought about uh, what it's going to be like for the boys once they get a little bit older. Now, Eric, I think you mostly play on Xbox One. Is that correct? Um, since it's the newest console I've got, like a New Year's Eve 2015, I I play on that a lot. Yes. But I also have a 3DS and fun story about Street Pass. Maybe they should build also Street Pass in the new NX. And the uh, last time I was at the RVX 2015, I had my Street Pass on. And it was only in Wallingford where it happened. And uh, the last time, a week ago, we went through Boston and I saw my v- uh, my 3DS said, you have three passed the same girl again two times. <laughs> so somehow I awesome. must have been at her nearly her house also. So it's like Nintendo connects us now. I, I got to tell you, Street Pass is the game that I have played the most <laughs> on the 3DS. Yeah. I think like, it's smart. I fire it, it up smart. all the time. Yeah, it's a really great thing. And it's what's funny is you like much that you have that crabby. You have to still explain to people what the Wii U is. I still run into people who are like daily 3DS users, and they're like, "I have no idea what Street Pass is." 
It's you probably need, tougher you need if you don't to go get, to nerd cons. You need to get Miitomo, Bill. No, you Mitomo? don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to play Miitomo, Chris. I did that for like a week, and now I'm so burnt out on that. Is it just yeah. me? No, no. Everybody is oh. burnt out. There's like, okay. I have, I got so excited because I got over 20 people, so I got that big prize thing. And yeah. there's, there's like two that still function with me in it. There's, there's nobody else. We should uh, add me to Mitomo, everybody. If you're if you're if you're listening, uh, what's what's <laughs> your what's your thing on Mitomo? Um, you can add through emails now, I think. Oh, so, yeah. Do you, do you so, have an email you want to give out? Yeah, uh, well, I'll do the store one. Yeah, do uh, GameQuestPG at Outlook dot com. Okay. Add me to Mitomo. I'll accept it. You can learn all about me. <laughs> you don't want to fascinate, but but, do, but but don't add them on Steam until they spend another dollar. <laughs> oh man, ah uh, yeah, demon eat. So um, yeah, Nintendo. I think it's the that's that's just like until we know more, it's so yeah. tough, right? So yeah, so Dud confirmed. <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if they make uh, Dark Souls NX, uh, unfortunately, I'm a buyer. I think is. I'm I'm telling you, if Shin Megami Tensei uh, Fire Emblem comes out, that's a system saver. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but that's what tens of millions. Or Wii U? Supposed to be Wii, Wii U exclusive. Oh, and after after experiencing Persona Four, like if something says Shin Megami Tensei in front of it, I'm kind of on board. That so. name means that you'll get like the. Uh, devil summoner series yeah you, you'll you get like the uh the way that you can recruit new demons and like fuse them together and stuff like that's a staple of the shimigami tensei name so, yeah, yeah i'm into it it's really fun awesome awesome does it so so it doesn't mean that i'll be going to high school it does not unfortunately mean to be going to high school but you will <laughs> probably be playing a high school aged person almost like 95 <laughs> percent Guaranteed. How many Shin, how many Shin Megami uh, Tensei games don't have Persona in the name? Lots, like dozens of and them? dozens. Really? Yeah. There's dozens. There's dozens. Yeah. Nocturne, Devil Summoner, Digital Devil. Um, wow. Strange they go Journey. all the way back to the Famicom. Yeah, the, the, this, the, yeah. There's the main series this, ones. They're just Shin Megami, like one through four. Mm-hmm. This is like a whole new world for me. Yeah, Persona is just one of of many offshoots. This one of the, it's probably the most popular one at this point. Mm. I, I, just, I just started like pinging. Uh, oh, let me see what like a copy of Persona One or Two costs. And I was like, no, they're, they're not as good. You three, get out. Three, of here. three is where they kicked it up. You can get them on PSN. It's it's, it's interesting well. because three because because three and four are easily the most affordable ones, and people keep telling me they're the best ones. Oh, hey, Bill. Uh, the PSN yep. flash sale is going on. Unfortunately, our listeners won't get to take advantage of it, but um, <laughs> you can get Persona Three Portable like real cheap right now on your Vita. Digitally, and it'll it, it's it's the PSP version, but it plays on the Vita. Yes, yeah, I'll grab I it. I think it's like five bucks, maybe less. Oh, for sure. So yeah. there you go. All right. Well, thanks everybody as usual for sending us all the questions. Uh, like last time, I'm lazy. So if you if you want some Steam codes for sending me, me the questions, me, you didn't send any questions, Bill. Answering, I have a question. Answering doesn't answering doesn't count. When do I get my code? I have a question, <laughs> Chris. I didn't get my code. I emailed you for the code. I didn't get it. <laughs> but uh, seriously though, if you if you're one of the people that uh, sent me a code, I know who you are. Just send me an email: podcast at collectorcast.com. Podcast at collectorcast.com. Or if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll 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 help you out. But uh, 
Uh, Podcast at pickle.org. No, something like that. But thanks again for the questions. I'm just going to tell a quick persona story for anyone who wants to uh, hear this. So um, uh, Sean and uh, Krabby both are uh, proponents of the persona series. Um, Sean um, loving three and uh, Krabby loving four. Well, Krabby loves them both, but likes, I think you like four better, right, Krabby? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just barely. Okay. So um, uh, I, on both their recommendations, I bought uh, persona Four golden to play uh, on my Vita at PAX East. So I'm only a couple hours into it and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it. And it's the last, no, it's not, not the last day packs. It's Saturday and I'm walking along and I see a care, I see a cosplayer and I'm like 99% sure that it's Chie from, <laughs> uh, uh, Persona 4. And, you know, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a basic kind of Japanese schoolgirl outfit, like a, like a skirt, like a green, um, you know, kind of like zip up sweatshirt and like a bowl, like kind of like reddish brownish haircut. And she's wearing glasses, which is like a, you know, what they use in the game so they can see through the fog. So I'm on the main level and she's getting onto an escalator going down one level. And so I kind of walk over like where the, where the banister is. And I wasn't going to say anything because like, I always feel like it's kind of creepy to like yell things at people, but I have cosplayer friends and they're like, oh, I love when people like recognize what character I am. So I just like loud enough for her to hear me, but not so loud that like, I won't feel like an idiot if she doesn't look. I just go, Chie. And like, she looks around and I see her looking around and then she, she like her, like our eyes meet and she kind of like gives me like a fist bump. Like, yeah, like I'm Chie. And I was like, oh, that was Chie. And I was with uh, Chris and he's like, oh, that's cool. You recognize a character. Yeah. It's this game, blah, blah, blah. So we keep going. And we walk like on the same level we're on to, uh, a, uh, like the free play console area. And, uh, Chris sees this, uh, uh, steel battalion room. And, it, and he was like, Oh, I really want to see the steel battalion room. So I, cause I told him about it. So we walk in there. I sit down in a chair on the sidewall and really not very much time goes by, like maybe like 30 or 40 seconds. And I'm kind of like looking to the right. And that's just the angle that I'm watching, uh, steel battalion in. And then my head kind of like turns back to the left. And I see out of my peripheral vision that Chie is sitting right next to me. Awesome. Like, there are like a hundred <laughs> empty seats in this room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, hey. And remember, I was on one level. She was on an escalator going to a different level. Uh-huh. So then she must have reached the level that she was going to and turned right around. Like, I got to go find that person who said he knew me. She was pumped. <laughs> so did you talk to her? She's trying I, to earn a new persona by building a relationship with she, you. She's trying to build a social link. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't say anything because, again, I didn't want to be creepy. If she was like, oh, hey, how's it going? I would have been like, oh, hey, what's going on? She just sat next to me feverishly texting on her phone. Okay. <laughs> All right. And... Eventually, I was like, all right, I feel uncomfortable. So I got up and I, and like Chris was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And we started leaving. And then Chris realizes that she's there and he's like, hey. And I was like, I know, I know, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> do, do you have your phone on you right now, Bill? I don't. I, I sent you a text while 
you were telling your story because the same thing happened, but way less creepy at the con I was just at <laughs> where this guy, I saw him like the whole weekend and I'm like, he looks so familiar. Like what the heck is he from? And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. I don't want to ask him cause I don't want to insult him. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. just going to follow this. Every time I see him, I'm going to rack my brain, see if I can figure it out. And the last day I finally figured it out. He was standing right in our area that we were running at the con and same thing. I didn't want to, him to know if I didn't know it. So I, I said the name just loud enough. I thought he could hear it. So I was like, Akihiko. <laughs> Spins around. He's like, yes. And he pulls a gun out and puts it to his head. <laughs> I guess oh, I wow. need to take his picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's but too I sent funny. you the picture of him with the gun to his head. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have phone right on me, but I, I will definitely check it out. That's, uh, um, I know we're going to go over with stories. This one will take 10 seconds. <laughs> My wife has a baby carrier, and the brand is Tula. This brand originally was like a, like an indie thing, like someone just made it, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And somehow they have this online following where when you see someone wearing a Tula carrier, you're supposed to point at them and shout, Tula in the wild, to which they're supposed to reply, Caca! <laughs> Exactly. And I did not know this. And we're at Disney World and we're standing in line to go on a ride. And some woman screams at my wife, Tula in the wild. And my wife responds to this person, Caca! (laughs) (laughs) So that's another thing. I've been watching a lot of Arrested Development again. You sound like uh, Job's chicken. Oh, that's the best compliment anyone's <laughs> ever given me. I'm doing the dance right now, just so you know. <laughs> so I guess I just have to ask then, Eric. Uh, so, so what cosplayers have you stalked? <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be a Persona character. Yeah, Ivy Valentine. No. And <laughs> poor Eric sitting here the whole time, like going, "What have I gotten myself into?" He's, he's checking his watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm really gonna get to bed. I need to work um, on a Teddy cosplay now. Yeah, <laughs> so we can get on the plane with that one. <laughs> is, is is there a lot of cosplaying in Germany with the um, We have uh, like a book convention where it turns out a lot of anime fans are coming to, so they do their cosplay there. Anime fans cosplay very well. Yeah, love it, love it. Well, um, I wanted to kind of talk about, I mean, we're not going to spend an inordinate amount of time here. This show's not going to be maybe as long as we normally go, but we're, uh, I want to talk about something specifically because it's a thing that's just, I've seen it, it's a thing, and I just <laughs> wanted to get an idea about it. So, um, limited run games, like this company that's publishing PS4 and Vita titles that were digital only and doing extremely limited run production things for collectors that want a physical copy of something that does not normally have a physical copy. So um, I kind of just wanted to pull this apart for a minute, kind of get your guys' take on this and kind of how that plays in. So, I mean, they've done, I think, seven or eight releases now. Uh, they are very mm-hmm. limited in scope, but you can get a uh, you know a physical they've copy of a game. Four games so far. No, go on their website. Yeah, they've done uh, four games so far. They've done mul- multiple uh, print runs of some games. That makes it look like they've done more. Oh. So Futurium? Futurium? Right. Futu- oh, sorry. I read that wrong. Oh, but some of them you- come out on Vita too, right? So does that count? No. That's just a port. Okay. All right. 
New and Tasty, Saturday Morning RPG. Oh, yeah, they did like four versions of Saturday yeah. Morning RPG. Yeah. That was a fun game. But these things have kind of really like, oh, it's out, it's out, go, 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 order, you know, obviously because there's not going to be too many of these things. So um, I guess first I just want to go around and kind of get you guys' thoughts on this, and then later I kind of just want to briefly get into, is this the future? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Are we uh, is this what future? we're looking at? Is um, this Tron? I mean, but seriously, I want to get this because I, you know, a lot of people are saying this is the last console generation with physical media. So there's um, an X coming out with cartridges. We're good. Uh, they haven't told us that. I mean, <laughs> they, Nintendo. They've strongly Nintendo. hinted at it. But I'm just saying PlayStation, and who knows, right? Anyway, yeah. but um, so I. I mean, th- this this is the first. The the one we're on right now is the first console generation where, and correct me if I'm wrong, every single game is available digitally. You're wrong. Am I pretty confident? Like, you're, yeah, that's so, not true. So, P, so, so, P, so, PS4 and Xbox One, there are games that you can only buy physical. I'm pretty sure. I will confirm that for you later. I know for the Wii U that there's stuff that's not on the store. That's definitely just retail. Oh, I was kind of talking about PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> you said everyone in the generation. <laughs> yeah, you said that. I did. I think many people would consider Wii U almost last gen. No. Power, power wise, it is right. Power means nothing. It's the games. <laughs> it's release date. Can't, can't play my Pikmin three on that PS four. Piece of garbage. <laughs> All right. Well, then, since you're talking, Craig, let's start with you. So, what do you think of this idea of these limited run games, or just even the concept in general about this happening? I heard about it first when they were doing this first printing for the Saturday morning RPG. Because mm-hmm. it sounded like a game I wanted. So people mentioning, like, hey, you're going to try and get that? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump on that. And then I sold out like within an hour. Like I, oh, I yeah. checked that day and it was already too late. And then they did a second printing. So I was like, okay, I'll jump on this one. Gone in an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been like that for every single one they've put out. It's, yeah. So so my my initial joy just turned to frustration and then I just given up. They they put out stuff that I want and I just can't get it. Well, hence the name, right? <laughs> Limited run games is <laughs> is the idea. I, I I prefer when like a game a game comes out and they say limited edition and they make four million. Yes. <laughs> like Crisis Two limited edition. I've never seen a non-limited edition version of Crisis 2 for the 360. If, if they can change it to a way where like they can they know they're making a minimum run of whatever they have to do 10,000, 20,000 whatever it is. Um if they can just take take orders, yeah, take orders in advance. Like I will, I'll pay up front for it if I have to wait 6 months for it to get printed or whatever and and get my copy that way. I don't I that, can't that, be there that first hour and and get in there. That doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, that doesn't build the hype, though, right? What they're doing builds the hype, and they can guarantee sale sell through that way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you were on Twitter, it wouldn't be a problem because you could just follow their account and know the instant they went on sale and just order it on your phone. But uh, it's not, I mean, it's not I mean, that I don't it, know what time it, it is. It's that I'm usually working or doing some family thing. Like it's a very right. specific time frame. I have to be available. If that's I, true, if I, right? Yeah. And, and, and same when, like, PAX tickets go on. Like, I could follow seven different official PAX Twitter accounts, but, you know, who knows if I'm looking at Twitter, like, the minute they say, okay, badges are on sale. If I don't see that in, like, 20 or 30 minutes, I didn't get a badge. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like uh, – and, and uh, Chris, I know you're on uh, this uh, – the limited run uh, 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 
site that you sent us there, but um, it reminds me of Indie Box, mm-hmm. um, which is more of like a PC thing, granted, but still like it's it's you know physical versions of uh, uh, games that you know for the most part only saw digital releases, and they try to give you like a whole bunch of uh, other physical things that like you can't get anywhere else, like statues or artwork or playing cards or stuff like that. But the same thing, like they're so limited <laughs> that it's like, can I just go that buy it's that in thing? The like, name. You, like, like you made it. No, it's not in the no, name. They're still limited. It's called the indie it's box. In the no, the monthly box of indie <laughs> games. Oh, it's one of I those service miss. things you have to sign up for. Is that so? So here's the thing. You can do a one month plan, which isn't really a plan for $25. And that'll get you like whatever the current game is. You can do a three-month plan. You get a couple bucks off a month. Six months plan, a couple more bucks off a month. So basically, it's going to cost you like $25, $22, $20, or like $18, depending on like how long you sign up for. But that's the other thing is like I don't want to commit to like, you know, seven months of games that I may not want. Right. And, you know, so and at the end of the day, like I'm probably the least uh, concerned with having modern stuff in physical form than anyone else on the call. So my opinion is probably the least uh, relevant among everybody. Um, but uh, I will tell you, I have had some interest in picking up physical versions of games that have only been digital, especially PC releases and indie box is the closest I've come to buying them. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, eh, no, like I just don't feel, I don't feel good about buying that tiny cardboard. Like I kind of want a big box for a PC game, you know, like classic 90s style. Mm. And all these physical releases are still small boxes. Mm. What about you, Eric? What do you think? I don't have a real take on the subject. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'm just curious. I mean, when like with Xbox One, do you buy your games physically or do you tend to buy them digitally? Uh, I tend to buy the retail version. Yes. And if they have a limit version, limited version, maybe like something happened to me now. The last time I was here, I wanted to have a God of War collection with the three um, parts and the PSP parts on it to download. Yeah. And I didn't found it. Now I found it. And when I took out the code, it has an expiring date on it. Ah. It was like two months ago. Oh, no! And uh. who does an expiring date on DLC? Ah. I mean, okay, with uh, like, if the servers are down, the servers are down. That's okay. But an expiring date on DLC, I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> that's frustrating. Um, I, did you try them anyway to see if they worked? I I will try them back at home, but I think they're there for a reason. But uh, maybe it was just mm. yeah. I didn't well, like this this yeah this came up earlier, and I I've I've run into expiring dates on digital copies uh, of movies that when you buy like a Blu-ray and it says includes digital copy. I've run into it where I pull that code out and it's like oh sorry it's expired you can't have the digital copy. Well, I'm like really? So I mean I'll give you an example. Like I bought a copy of. Um, the original Dark Souls Collector's Edition. And one of the things that in there is like you get um, like uh, the digital soundtrack and you get, and they're all down like a, the, like a player's guide and it has this digital stuff that came with it. And I look at the code stuff and sure enough, it's expired when I got it, but it was still valid. Um, <clears throat> so I just emailed the customer service and I'm like, hey, I've got a code. It didn't get used. Is there any way I can get this stuff? They were really cool. They just sent me like a thing. They're like, yeah, here it is. Here's all the stuff. So, I cool. mean, you don't know. Try their customer service. If nothing else, they might still be able to help you out. Uh, worth a shot. Okay, I, I will try it, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And if that doesn't work, just like you're the god of war, <laughs> like, just crush them with your only uh, god, of, god of war for the PS3 games, not the god of war for the PSP games. <laughs> but just use your chains of Olympus to crush them, yeah. just like the ghosts of Sparta. Just steal Bill's Vita before you leave, and then you can download the. You know, <laughs> it's 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 in the vault. There's no one getting to it. <laughs> oh, but um, this concept though, right? Where maybe we're seeing that physical copies of game is going to become more niche um, and maybe you're going to get extras with it or, or I mean do you guys think this is the way it's going to end up or are we just going to get to the point where there's like they just don't even build anything into the system where we can even get a physical copy or do we end up with like flash drives with a game mm-hmm. on it that this is the physical I'm, copy or where do you think it's going I think we still I mean, have another generation uh, of physical I agree Okay, so you think PS5, Xbox 2 is going to have discs? <laughs> Whoa. I so hope they call it that. Uh, I, um, I, I, I would agree. I, I was going to say I certainly think this is the way it's going. I can't, I can't imagine going to no physical media on the next generation. I think uh, we're still going to see physical media. I mean, everyone sees the words dropping off where, you know, you don't even get a paper manual anymore. Um, I would be very surprised if we went no media on the next generation. I think we have another one before that. So let me spin this this way then. Do you think the companies go, hey, uh, it costs us more to make a physical copy, so we're going to pass it along to you? Uh, I think that would make the, it an easier pill to swallow. I would certainly appreciate it as someone who doesn't mind uh, buying digital. Um, I think that a more interesting, uh, 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 I was going to say prospect or like more interesting conceit to it would be early releases. Now, a handful of companies have tried this already with, uh, you know, like if you pre-order, like, you know, you get early access to the beta or like, you know, what's the, the EA service they have, EA Play or whatever it's called, oh, yeah, um, so. where you pay like a monthly or yearly subscription, like you get the games released early. Access. I think. Access, that's right, sorry. Um, EA Access. Um, I think you need to give someone more incentive to go digital. Um, I think lowering the price is definitely, you know, something that could help. It certainly bothers me that I pay, and and especially with uh, Amazon and Best Buy, giving people such massive discounts day one on physical games. Why would you buy it digital? Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm asking is, do you think the next time around they're going to go, hey, we're going to rejigger this thing and say, hey, no, digital is what we want, and we're going to incentivize that by charging you more if you want a hard copy. I think it would be – I think it's it's likely. Um, I think they need to give more incentive than just a little bit less than the physical. Um, Because remember, with the physical, unless they change it to what the Xbox was going to do in the first place, you can still sell that game. Um, if you buy a digital for you know ten bucks less than you bought the physical, you, you still own that game forever. So I wonder if they could implement a system where when you buy it digitally, you could like trade it back internally to the to you know like Microsoft, Sony, whoever the publisher is, and then it's like okay, like here's like forty bucks in your like you know uh, magic digital uh, you know uh, money spending account. I think that would be where it would need to go for people to be okay buying digital. But you don't have anything like that for Steam, and you're happy to plunk money into that system. Uh, you do. 
uh, you are able to sell back certain games, uh, digital games uh, for credit, and they have a much more lenient return policy than they ever have. Um, but you're right. Like part of it is just like, you know, but the other part of it is I pay so little for Steam games that it's not something like if I was paying 60 bucks a game, like, yeah, I'd be a little bit like more, you know, tight with my Bill money. Bill just texts me and he's um, like, you want these like five games? And he just throws me yeah. codes now. Do you want well? Because what happens is I own those games, and then they're in a humble bundle. So I I just did the Capcom bundle, and I got Bionic Commando rearmed, and I was like, well, I already have that. So I was like, hey, you want this game? I mean, I, I can't use it. So, uh, but yeah, like most of the time, I'm not paying sixty bucks for a game. I'm getting it at a humble sale, or I'm getting it like seventy five percent off in a Steam sale. If if the Sony's and the Microsofts and the Nintendo's in the world aren't going to have like seventy five percent off digital sales, they're going to need to give you a way to get that stuff back to them. It's going to come to this point though, because we've been hearing over and over that these titles are costing so much more to create mm-hmm. that they can't just keep doing it the way they're doing it. Um, right. Either what's going to happen is you're going to have so few AAA titles come out um, or the price I'm is going to have to go so, up. I would be so okay with that with less AAA stuff. So you don't want a persona yeah. five. I don't know if people would count that as a triple A game. I think that's, I think, that's yeah, a B or a double A. That that to Atlas, that's a triple A game. To anybody else, it's not. I don't know if I would agree with that. It's a big title for a system. I'm trying, I'm and trying it to think probably of a, moves systems. I'm trying to think of a movie ref like. Like comparison, yeah, comparison. Yeah, like 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 when I, like when I think triple A game, I think like household name. Like I could go to my mom and be like, "Hey, have you heard of Call of Duty?" And she'll be like, "Yeah, yeah I've heard of it." And she and but like you know, she she's definitely not played it. She doesn't know anyone who plays it, but like she's heard of Call of Duty. She's heard of you know. Um, but if I uh, you but know, if I went to Guitar your mom Hero and said, "What do you think about? Have you heard about Uncharted?" Would she know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know. And that's a huge AAA game, right? I don't know. Yeah, she's uh, she's more of a uh, Axiom Verge uh, type person. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm just saying this. Uh, is this going to be some kind of a shifting point? Because you can see, obviously, with collector's editions are a big thing. Um, and companies are trying to find other ways to make money off these games because they're not making a lot of money off selling the game. And they have to either come up with some right. other strategy to do that or stop making them. I mean, I, you mean on top of the other strategies that they're already doing, which are microtransactions, season passes, expansions, stuff like that? I think at some point in time, the don't you think that they'll want to try to... I mean, I could see, like, for example, going, yes, all right, you're going to... The next console, we're going to have physical editions, but they're all going to be... You know, hundred bucks, or they were all going to make them special editions with tchotchkes and stuff in them. So if you like stuff, you're going to get stuff, but you're going to pay for it. <laughs> we're North Americans. We're not supposed to give we you a thing, stuff. a disc, and a case. You know what I mean? I hate stuff. I gotta tell you, good. <laughs> I'm just saying, at some point in time, they're going to have to go. Okay, do we really let's? Because it's really to some degree, like I, with lim- that's why I brought up limited run games because they're catering to a very specific collector market. Right, mm-hmm. and are most people just going to go? Yeah, I'm okay with it just being on my hard drive. Uh, I don't really care if I have a copy. Uh, I th- and if I think, and if yeah, I think growing is- up, getting used to that, and so that's why I think there's still one more bridge generation mm-hmm. before everyone that's grown up is just like that's normal. 
because yeah. there's still enough of right. us buying this stuff that it's not normal to us yet. But at some point, it's a really, really good. It's a really the good. The companies point. are going to be incentivized to go look. We we don't want to cover the deal on this anymore, right? Right. I I I, I agree a hundred percent with what Krabby just said. Is that uh, um, the people who are getting into gaming now care so very little about having it physically, but there are still so many people who do care about it so much. It's too polarizing. So you have one more uh, generation where I think the next generation, you have physical and you have digital. Digital probably costs less to start moving the industry in that direction. Uh, and not direction. even that. It's starting and, right now, too, where they've got so many things that are only available digital. You don't... Like, I'm struggling to think is. of retail games that are only retail, except for the Wii U. I can't think of any off the top of my head for the other two, but I you can name like a dozen or more digital games only on both oh, systems. Probably hundreds by yeah. now. I said I can do it. I know that yeah. you guys can probably. <laughs> um, but I think I wonder if next time around we're gonna get it's gonna be even worse, where maybe only the triple A titles get physical and other than sure. that, you're paying for like a pri-priced collector's edition or something. Yeah, I could, I could see something along those lines. We say, we say worse, like it's a bad thing. Well, no, I'm just saying it's, it's not going to probably have to change. Yeah, it'll definitely change. Yeah, um, that's kind of my thoughts. I would kind of be curious to hear from listeners and and know what you guys think about that. Are you guys jumping on those? limited run bandwagons do you like that stuff i've seen pictures of people you know getting their stuff and they're excited about it i think that's pretty cool um i'm glad that the product exists for the people that want it that makes good sense Mm -hmm. and it's smart that they're making small runs so they don't break the bank right so i mean it's kind of like what everybody complained about with the with amiibos forever uh, People you know. complain about amiibos. Fool. Yeah, remember Fools. when you couldn't, you couldn't buy amiibos? Remember, Krabby? You just gotta trust Nintendo. They'll come through in the end. <laughs> <laughs> they always have. Uh, what was that game you said you're still waiting for? <laughs> All of them. I, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> you keep <laughs> up your hopes. It, they're, they're, they're like the they're like the dragons in Game of Thrones. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. The dragons are coming. They're gonna. Announce it at E3 that it's coming out on my birthday this year. I'm. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> oh man. Well, good. Um, I just want to kind of get that little bit off my chest here before we wrapped up. But uh, I, I'd be really curious to think what everybody's thoughts are about where things are going, and uh, uh, definitely something that is on my mind from time to time. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of The Collector Cast. I uh, want to start off first by thanking our guest, Eric, all the way from Germany. Thank you for taking the time uh, on your very jet-lagged journey <laughs> to, to sit and talk with us. <laughs> no, thank you very, really mu- very much. It was awesome. I remember the time, like, four years ago, there was a guy standing in his garage, shoveling snow, and listening for the first time at a podcast where three people 
where two of them make fun of one people who's shoveling up there from <laughs> Canada and besides play some Nintendo games. And I said, hey, there are some people like me out there and I will stay at a podcast and look at the forum they are talking about. And it's how awesome how it turned out. And maybe if I can uh, get the opportunity shortly, thanks Uh, the people who let Alex and me stay here, a uh, little shout out to Russ Lyman and his wife where we stayed. I, Russ, I hope you do good at the NBA tournament event. You have uh, made an awesome Genesis controller, uh, like, uh, the, like the color and shape of the basketball. Then thank you to Single Banana Rich in North Carolina even hosting us with uh, given his wife given uh, birth to his third, third child and they even made us possible to stay there at the house and thanks to Bill and his family um, you all have been great hosts and yeah I really to all the listeners recommend just coming to REX 2016 this year and to the community I see uh, you see how it can turn out just being a part of the website. Fantastic. You uh, made our outro sound like crap. <laughs> well, right. So good. In, in all fairness, ours pretty much always sounds like crap. <laughs> but, but it's not, there's nothing there to compare to, so you don't always pick up on that. <laughs> it's true. I guess I never asked, though, like, how on earth did you ever find this show, Eric? Yeah, just by uh, searching for an app okay. that I won't buy any doubles anymore. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, that makes sense. No, I totally get it. Uh, that's a lot of people find it through the website for sure. For sure. Um, well, uh, I want to touch on one last thing before we kind of do our quick wrap up. And that was, uh, I just want to throw this out here for those that may be interested in joining us. But uh, we have on the books that we are going to be doing in the future, a Dark Souls spoiler cast. So, I know that some of our listeners really enjoy the spoiler casts that we do, which I, I'm, uh, I'm very thankful that people like to listen to them because it's a lot of fun to do one of those every once in a while. Um, and Bill and uh, and Krabby have agreed to play through Dark Souls, right? Yep, one much more quickly than the <laughs> it's other. It's okay. It's okay. I, I've got a baby coming in ten days, so I'm trying to kick it out before that is possible <laughs> you got your priorities in the right place i appreciate that i do dark souls then baby <laughs> that's right so that's my victory my prize for being yeah. dark souls have, have, have you met my new uh, son lord <laughs> <laughs> uh gwen i think is a good name uh, uh, not uh, oh yeah there you go <laughs> how about berg <laughs> But uh, I don't. We don't have a specific date for that Dark Souls spoiler cast coming. But um, I'll try to put it out on social media uh, as we get closer to that time. But if you want to be able to enjoy the spoiler cast without actually ruining the game for you, if you've thought about playing it and you haven't, now might be the time to do so. And um, if you've already played it, then hopefully we can entertain you with our thoughts of the story and the gameplay. So. Uh, look out for that. Um, probably be just a little bit down the road from now. I'm not going to promise really soon, but um, it's it's in the works. So, as usual, Krabby, thanks for taking the time to come on. I know you've got a really exciting time coming up, right? I, I had to come on the show. I got a, a snow brother on the show with me. 
<laughs> you guys keep shoveling your roofs. <laughs> oh. Snow bros, you guys are so expensive. <laughs> I know. And hopefully, do you think, uh, I mean, I know you probably can't commit right now. Do you think uh, you'll be able to make the show next month? Or do you think I baby do. things are going to take over? The the good news about living up here, I know I've, I've bragged to it many times to you guys, but um, I get eight months off of my night job paid by the government. <laughs> So I will have evenings open. I might have to like pause to go feed and change a diaper, but yeah, I yeah. will have more time than ever coming up soon. All right. I love it. I'm happy to hear that. Keep it just one baby after the other. Exactly. <laughs> Living the dream. Ba- babysitting dad now on NEX. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to watch Mr. Nanny to prep myself here. And... Oh, you guys seen that? Uh, so good. Hulk Hogan? What is what? You mean the Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. It's oh, amazing. No. That guy's got and range. And then I'm going to watch <laughs> Suburban Mr. Commando Mr. and mash yep. them together and totally forget which one's which. Don't forget No Holds Barred. Ooh, oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, I'm going to forget that one. <sighs> Bill, thanks for fa- thanks for taking the time to come on. And thanks for yeah, hosting no Eric and, let- and tricking him into coming on the show. Not at all. I uh, it's uh, happy to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Um, I'm really glad that everybody's taking the time to listen. Feel free to follow us. You can do that on social media, uh, CollectorCast, and you can find us on pretty much all your favorite podcasting avenues. I've even added us to the Google Play Store, guys. Oh, nice. So now that Zoom's not a thing, I had to put us in somewhere else. But uh, we- I, I was down in Florida last week. My father-in-law was browsing Zoom. Can he still get our show on that? I don't think the show still shows up on yeah, there. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, How does he listen? Yeah, then? but uh, well, he uses the uh, uh, he uses the Zune app to manage his music, and he's listening right now. I'm sure, so we can ask him like, "How do you get our show?" But uh, I know that he's uh, uh, a big uh, uh, Microsoft proponent, so he will probably he will find a way to get it. Like he has like SQL Server Manager that he's pulling it down in or something. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, but seriously, thanks everybody for taking the time to listen and we will catch you next time.